Colosseum Sanctus. We're going to look at both of them. We're going to look at Pope Abstemius. We're going to look at Mama Paloma because we have images of both and we have some contemporary descriptions. So our descriptions of Pope Abstemius and Mama Paloma come from a deacon called Barnabas Bartabas Benefer. What a name. And we need to say it's Barnabas, not that Barnabas. Yes. His description of Abstemius reads, Abstemius was a short man of sturdy and muscular build. He had short white hair and a close-cropped beard and amber eyes. But the most remarkable thing about him was the fact that he gave off a distinct glow, a golden light like radiation or holy radiance emanated from him at all times. So this man was a walking glow stick. Are you ready to see a picture of him? Yes, a picture. Yes, a picture. Oh, okay. He's glowing quite a lot. He's very glowy. He's like super, super radiant. I I like it. He also kind of reminds me of a cat. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely has cat-like features. I mean, he doesn't have slitted eyes or anything, but he overall reminds me of a cat. Yes. He does remind me of a cat, too. And he has that kind of, you know, if we look back to the old references to the old world, Popes that looked like cats tended to do very well, a la Pope Leo I. <laughs> You're right, but he's not a great, is he? He's not a great, but we don't generally see great so much in the... Generally, if they have nicknames in the Order of Truth, they're negative. Oh. He himself would refer to the VI as the aggressor, so not a great name. But that's him, and I think he's I think he's gonna score highly in this round. Yeah, I can give him like a, a six. He's maybe too glowy. I, I mean I wanna score him well just for the glowiness, so I'm gonna give him an eight. You like when things glow. I love when things glow. It's my it's the little bit of the magpie in me. So you're gonna give him a six, and I'll give him an eight, which will give him a score of fourteen when put through our calculator gives him a three point five. Now on to Mama Paloma. Again, from Barnabas Bartabas Benefer, quote, Paloma was tall and thin, with brown hair that was unkempt and wild, often full of things she wanted to keep hold of. She wore thick glasses and carried a parasol at all times, and on her skin were large black bruise marks from her exposure to the void. So here is a picture of Mama Paloma. She's got a very pointy face. She's got that hippie look about her. She's got a pointy face. She's got a great hair. I mean, I would kill for that volume. We don't know if it's volume because of what she's keeping inside or whether that's the hair itself, but hey. Yeah, and it doesn't look overly clean. There might be bugs in there. There might be bugs. There might be food. That's why the bugs are there. <laughs> There's a little bit of, of grossness about it. So compared to our glowing man, I mean, I, I'll give her... I don't know. She's got she's got some style. I'll give her like a seven. Okay. What do you want to give her? I can give her a six too. I don't. Okay. You know, at least there's there's something visually stimulating about her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She definitely has that wild look. And like, even if the bruising on her skin makes her look a little bit otherworldly, I mean, she kind of was. So that works. So we'll give her a thirteen, which will give her a final score of three point two five.
so abstemious. It's about a year for your adventure in the washed up workshop. Uh, you're in your your office space. What does that kind of look like? What is what is your room? Do you have a unique room or do you just hang out in the main space? Um, generally, you'd find him in the main space. He's trying to make it as nice as possible for the dusty and drab space that it is. So he's probably always there kind of like putting up little relics that he found, dusting off pews, you know, just kind of being like his own janitorial service. So you just finished that work and you finally sat down to rest at a, a very simple chair. Hanino the Burbafant has rested in your hat and you're just cracking open your favorite book. So you're, you're going through your favorite book, Checking Soup for the Soul, and you're reading uh, your favorite poem from it, Bees, Bees, Bees. I love those bees, Hanino. <laughs> I reach up and give them a little scritchy scritch. <laughs> You're my busy little bee, aren't you? It's, by all accounts, a particularly boring but particularly pleasant day. And then the doors open, and it is no longer either of those. You wanted to see me, sir? Yes, Sister Paloma. Come, come sit down with me. Alright, she's gonna take a seat. I'm concerned. Lately, you've been not yourself, not the self that I know. I know you to be an incredible seeker. You have been a wonderful, wonderful icon for this organization. You have brought back more relics, more artifacts than anyone else. You have spoken beautifully and given sermons that inspire even me. But lately, I'm really noticing you going off kilter. And I'm hearing some talks that you're pulling people away and having these meetings outside the church in like a backyard commune. There's lots of talks about feelings. And I just need to know what's going on. Well, how does that make you feel? <laughs> it makes me feel concerned, Paloma. That's what I just said. <laughs> I heard that you have been doing things that are not right by our order. You're telling people that steaming certain body parts is going to increase their health. You're telling people that if they drink a certain type of tea, they're going to lose weight. I'm None of this is what we stand for. So I need to know what's going on with you. Not what's going on with me, what's going on with you. Well, sir, you, you know my condition. And she, she holds up her hands. I do. It's given me insight insight into the artifacts themselves and what they can do to help us. Sure, they can give us knowledge, but have you considered how well they can make your skin glow? Perhaps your glow could be even more. <laughs> I think I'm good on the glow, Paloma. Um, insight is good. We need insight. We need wisdom and we need knowledge. If we're ever going to learn and progress as a human society, we need insight. But I don't think we need glowing skin. And I know I'm one to talk, but help me understand where you are. I'm just trying to make everyone their best self. Is your best self in this organization? Mm, you'll have to let me think about it. Do you believe in what we do here anymore? I mean, I do. The knowledge is important, but so is my marketing funnel. Are you sure you don't want to- I have never been more sure of anything. <laughs> We cannot have a marketing funnel in the order of truth. But if you just recruit four more people... <laughs> you, you can't be doing that here. This is a place of learning and truth. Objective truth. You can't lie to people like that. 
I don't feel like I'm lying at all. <laughs> then what are you doing? You know what, Paloma, I'm going to need you to go and pray on this. You either have to give this up and come back to us, or you're going to have to go. Yes, sir. I'll do my best to pray about it. Please do. And I'm going to cup her hands and just like put my glow over the dark bruised spots. I really, really want her to come around. And in those cupped hands now, about a year later, is no longer Paloma's hand, but instead a crumpled up piece of paper you've held on to, which is her letter of resignation. You are all making your way down this uh, hallway. At some point, you had to stop walking. Instead, you had to get in a big novelty-shaped boat and are now going down a stream. Hanino and Misha's scarf are getting to know each other. Uh, the end of Misha's scarf is booping the end of Hanino's trunk. <gasps> Hanino loves a boop. Oh, yeah, the scarf loves the boop also. <laughs> Misha has been, uh, while they're walking, trying to contact shock and communicate with him unsuccessfully. And it got even worse once you got into the boat and you're going through these. They're basically like the tunnels of love <laughs> boats that you're going through. Oh, great. So, Abstemius is gonna notice that they're concentrating on something. And what are you doing? Oh, uh, I'm just trying to contact my special friend, Shock. We usually are able to communicate with each other mentally through the data sphere, but it seems as if there's some sort of interference, and I get worried when I am not able to communicate because I want to know if he's okay. Did you say through the data sphere? Misha's going to nod. Oh, yes, uh, I am usually able to communicate with it, acquired information from it, and uh, in other instances, communicate with my special friend, Shock. Hey, Abstemius is really interested, and he's, his glow is probably getting a little tingly because he's getting <laughs> excited. He's like, how do you do that? Tell me all about it. Uh, Misha is going to look even like a little bit happy as like at seeing the increased glow because they, they like that and say, oh, I honestly do not know. I have always had it. It just comes natural to me. I just concentrate a little bit and it's there usually. But as I say, there's interference right now. So you can pull information from the data sphere. And it just comes to you? Which is going to nod excitedly. Oh, yes, certainly. I can also learn all kind of interesting things about humans. Sometimes I forget about them right after I learn them, but other times I just, I just understand them. That's the most marvelous thing I have ever heard. Tell me, Misha, have you heard of the Order of Truth? Uh, Misha is going to try to search for it, <laughs> but of course the thing is, is blocked, so we're going to be like... No, in other instances, I would have the information right now, but I can't access it. I do not know. Can you tell me more about it? The Order of Truth is an organization dedicated to bringing truth, wisdom, and learning to the world. And we would love to have someone like you. Oh, well, th that sounds really fun and interesting. I like learning about true things, and saying true things to people sound good too. Honesty, I think, it's a good human quality that should be shared. Absolutely. Ellie is gonna scoff. <laughs> and noticing the scoff from Ellie, he's gonna turn and look at her with a very charming smile and be like, Does that amuse you? I think that it's funny that you would sell the teachings of organized religion as but but we're not necessarily a religion you see we we follow the structure of a religion but we're all about learning we're all about spreading the message of truth and wisdom not not just who you should pray to you see 
I'm very interested in this idea of being able to access information that just is out there. We send seekers to find this information, but you can just do it on the go. This is really interesting to me, Misha. And someone like you in our organization would be held up in very, very high reverence. Oh, well, I have some experience with being held in, in high reverence for humans. I don't really understand why most of the time, but I think it would be fun. I, I have liked it in previous occasions. No, no, Misha. No, no. <laughs> this is an organization. Yes. This is a group that is trying to recruit you. Well, I just, I just... They're, 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 they're selling it as you're going to be really popular. I'm just being realistic about this. I'm just being wary. I have been involved in a lot of schemes involving organizations, and I do not trust any of them. <laughs> Abstemious is going to give her a real nasty look when she says scheme and say very clearly, we do not do schemes. We have separated ourselves from schemes. Let's make that thing very clear. This is just an exercise in learning. Can I use my skill I'm specialized in persuasion? Oh, I mean, it won't require much for a Misha, but... Yeah, you can each roll. If you don't roll, you'll just be convinced. So, uh... Misha won't roll. I won't Misha roll. Misha won't roll. <laughs> but Emily, you can roll, and I'm gonna say, I know you, you can resist mind control, which isn't what this is, but I think you're stubborn enough that that combined with your copious history with criminal organizations... I'm pretty convinced that this is... <laughs> A little bit mind control involved. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that uh, because of that, you'll have specialization as well, so it'll cancel each other out. Okay. Okay. So it's just a roll against a roll. Yep. You can put in effort if you like. Okay. I am gonna put in one level of effort. I am also going to put in one <laughs> level. Of so just a roll against a roll. Okay. This is gonna turn into a romance. You realize. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Ellie. And one more to the pile. <laughs> Just a d20? Just roll a d20. Yeah. Okay. 11. 13. Oh. Ellie is not convinced. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not going to push it too hard because I don't really need her to be convinced. I just want to know more about what Misha does. Yeah, you're not interested in <laughs> the weird old lady with the hat who doesn't trust you. Maybe I'm interested you in, in you in other ways. Like, I mean, Ellie slept <laughs> with a lot of people. Oh, no. Emily, you're literally, you're literally on this mission to make it up to your girlfriend. <laughs> Do you gonna, want this? I'm not gonna flirt or sleep with this man. <laughs> I'm making it up to Ray because she is the love of my life and the most perfect woman that I have ever met in the whole wide world. Wow, I'm deeply offended on behalf of Carl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Also, I just want to say, once you have glow stick, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite rhyme, but I was glow going Glow back? It. Yeah, you never glow back. There you go. Sounds like a new product for Paloma. <laughs> We've broken Tom. Is, is that what he calls it? His glow stick? <laughs> no, Tom, no. What did Tom say? <gasps> oh, I get it now. Oh my God. Tom. You said, is that what he calls it? The glow stick? Hope Abstemious would never be so ridiculous. Oh, 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 sure. Sure, <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Me, Misha, will be like in the middle, confused as to what is going on. Like, like there's some like tension that they understand, kind of that it's there, but they don't get what it is, and they can't research it. But they will say, um, abstemious. How does one spread this knowledge? Can I do it while still being company of my friends? Because I, I, I would like to still be with my friends. Absolutely, traveling preachers are one of our best forms of outreach, and especially if that preacher is a saint. Could you imagine the respect you would receive anywhere you went, where there was an order of truth? You would be received with honor. People would love to hear what you had to say, especially if you pulled it from the data sphere. Ellie's going to throw her arm like around Misha's shoulder and clench her fist so that the claws shoot out. (laughs) Which is probably going to be a bit tough because Misha is so tall and Ellie is so short. It's just going to be the claws like... Yeah, no, she's like on her tiptoes. It's like, but it's perfect because... She can barely get her fist up there so that they just shoot straight out. Excellent. Abstemus is just going to give her a little eyebrow wiggle. (laughs) Meanwhile, Misha, you're thinking about, you know, this praise, this adoration that is being promised. Oh, Saint Misha. (laughs) And you can almost hear, like, the chanting, but it's more melodic. And you start to hear, no, it's, it's not chanting, it's singing. Let's go. Bum, bum, bum. Now it's time for Christmas fun. It's time to have our Christmas fun. We're going to have guests and presents and we're going to have Christmas fun. La, 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 Time for Christmas. Happy good time. Oh, boy. And you see around you a bunch of small animatronics of little children of all different nationalities and ethnicities singing arm in arm, dancing alongside one another. It's it's a small world. That's what we're doing. Um... It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. And they're... What kind of monster are you? <laughs> I'm actually going to say that, yeah, Abstemius is just singing that under his breath a little bit. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears. It's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. I go to Disneyland way too much. <laughs> <laughs> you're, still, you're still in the boat. And you finally make your way to the other set of doors where there's this giant field. It looks like the Windows XP background, like the giant rolling hill. (laughs) There's a windmill because for some reason everyone just goes with the Dutch imagery when they go for worldly imagery. I'm not sure why, but there's just a Dutch windmill there and you stop and the children, uh, the little animatronic children slide one in front of the other. And they're all wearing funny red hats with little puffballs at the end. And they say... Did you like our song? It was fabulous! Woo! Salutations, fellow machines. I thought it was a lovely song. Yay! Yay! The song came from our hearts. Oh, from the heart that just killed Abstemius inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ellie is not saying anything. She is dead inside. She's just clenching and unclenching her fists. And Abstemius is clenching and unclenching his glow. It's getting bigger and little and bigger and little. <laughs> Hanino loves this. You just say, He is 
trunk would be like swaying along with the music <laughs> he'd be wiggling his little rump yeah <laughs> like it would swing down and like the scarf also in the same rhythm so both the trunk and the scarf are swinging with the same rhythm i it's like, like to imagine video- ellie's in the middle of these two who are <laughs> super into it and she's just like lightly bumped by the trunk and the scarf yeah, like it's like the youtube video which i'll link of the cockatiel who really really likes elvis <laughs> oh my god i love that have video. you seen this video Video. Oh, it's so good. We'll send it when we're done. Well, that was our song. What's yours? Oh, God. This is my moment, isn't it? Okay. Here we go. Jingle bells, Paloma smells like million year old fudge. Panny no is good to go, and Estemius knows the way. Hey! That's all I have so far. <laughs> They're going to sit there and compute for a second. That is a very good pre-planned song. <laughs> but we need one that comes from the heart. Oh, it's from all four of you. Oh, what? Oh, okay. A song that comes from the heart. I'm going to look at Ellie. I don't have a heart. Is four Hanino or the scarf? Four is uh, Hanino and the scarf. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're, they're besties at this point. They truly are. Oh, no. Well, he can give you a tuba tune on his snoot. (laughs) Misha has a kazoo, and I have a kazoo. Yes. How about I drum? No, I think you should sing. (laughs) I don't... Yeah, you know, I think think my heart is really in my hands, where Uh it's hitting. But Ellie, you were a professor of music. Back at the school, prodigious. So I would assume you would be good also. That was a front. That was a con. That Mm. wasn't real. So I'm conning people and selling religion. It was a random assignment. Okay, yes. Mm. But we were saving the world. So this is a very different thing. You're, You're conning people and selling religion. I was conning people in order to stop a cult. So there. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> I think we are two peas in a pod, Miss Ellie Bad. <laughs> You're stopping a cult? Oh, yes. Yes. The breakaway cult that formed within our organization that was focused on schemes and selling people. Thank you very much. Oh. Mm. So maybe you and I are more similar than you would know. Well, since we're so similar, uh, why don't you throw me a bone and I can uh, hit things with my hands while you sing us a lovely song straight from your still... But you, do you see my hands? They glow. Loving heart. Yes, they do, but all of you glows. Mm, it's true. Here, open your mouth. Stick out your tongue. Does it glow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll give it a little wiggle for her. <laughs> Misha's looking for bones. Like, I don't understand. There are no bones to throw. No, no, Misha. But I do have a kazoo to play. Yeah, no. How about we all just clap along to Misha's kazoo? No. Let's try that. Let's see if they'll they'll if they'll get on board with that. It's backfired terribly. Okay. All right. We're gonna have the tuba start. Boom! 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 Now I'm just thinking of the Veggie Tales opening. Let's start clapping. Oh no! 
bum 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 how did that make you all feel? Oh, God. <laughs> Until you asked that question, I felt deeply amused. Why do you not feel amused, though? Because you asked me how I feel, and that brings up some bad memories. And how does that make you feel? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Can Hanino just jump out of my hat and whack the thing? Hanino, uh, you'd have to give me a roll to have Hanino do that. Okay. Oh, it's a five, so I'm guessing no. Hanino <laughs> sits down. Hanino knows that you have to deal with your feelings. <laughs> it makes me feel frustrated because I'm here on a mission of very, very, very high importance. And? And you're getting in my way. And? And what? Why is the mission so important? Because if we obtain the relic, we can share that knowledge with the world before someone destroys it. Why? Why do we need to share it? Or why is somebody going to destroy it? These Why? <laughs> because some people don't like truth and knowledge. Sideways glance at Ellie. She glances back, sticks out her tongue. It does not glow. <laughs> it could. <laughs> 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 I'm going to smack him on the back a little bit roughly. You know, I have been with a lot of really terrible people. <laughs> Let's just start off by saying that, right? Okay. You look like you've been with at least one terrible person. Is that what this is about? That's what this is about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they want you to admit that. Can we just get through your issues so we can leave? Okay. Uh, I am all for truth, and the truth is that someone from my organization went against everything that we stood for, and it was someone I trusted very much. And that person is probably on their way here to destroy the thing that I value the most to stop me from doing what I think is so important in this world, because they feel that we shouldn't have truth and knowledge and wisdom because everything should revolve around feelings. And this is something that frustrates me to no end because those things have to be in balance. Because if we just focus on feelings, we end up with aggression, and then we end up with a crusade, and then people die and the order of truth crumbles again. And I don't want to be that man. So I need to do this in order to rectify the situation. But also, like, no matter what, you could just not crusade. <laughs> Thank you. I have no desire to crusade. Like, feelings winning out or not. Everyone has feelings. <laughs> yes. But I, I've given, that is my most honest answer. What does the little elf boy have to say? Yay! <laughs> I hit something. Yay! And the elf children slide to the side and the door opens. Ellie whispers, I was about to kill it.
Hello and welcome to the announcement break for Quest Friends episode. It doesn't have an episode number. Quest Friends episode crossover. The Frozen Factory featuring Pontifax part 2. I am Kyle, your GM, and this is the part of each Quest Friends episode where I relay important information to you, such as the fact that our intro song is Friends by Miracle of Sound. Today, I wanted to use this time to thank Pontifax for being so willing and excited to partake in this crossover with us. It was an absolute blast to perform. It was a blast to plan. It was a blast. It was a blast. If you're a regular Quest Friends listeners and Pontifax has piqued your interest, as it should, they're going to say more about how you can listen to their show at the very end of this episode. Meanwhile, on the flip side, if you're a regular Pontifax listener who is a little bit intrigued by Quest Friends, I would encourage you to check out questfriendspodcast.com. There you can find episodes, you can find transcripts, and you can find on our About page recommended starting episodes, so that way you really start at what the perfect point is for you. Alright, that's all I've got for today. Thank you so much for listening to our two-part holiday special. For those who celebrate, Merry Christmas. For those who don't, Happy Holidays. And just, you know, have a great day, too. Suddenly it's cold. You're on almost what feels like the top of a very shallow dome. And endlessly out into the ocean, you just see a thin layer of snow over ice. I was about to say frozen ice. That's redundant. (laughs) In the center of the dome, you see standing on a coat rack, like someone had gently placed it there, a red hat and a large, comfortable coat. Oh, It's more beautiful than I could have imagined. Misha is going to walk towards it. But you also see something else, Misha. As you walk, you turn and you see, Oh, hey, it's Shock and Ness and Simon Scotch. Oh, and there's this new lady. I wonder who she is. You! Salutations, friends and unexpected new human. Paloma's just uh, sipping on her canteen of lukewarm chocolate slush. (laughs) Oh, so this is the lady you slept with. Uh, whoa, whoa, I never said I slept with her. Oh, wait, I I got a very different read on the situation. <laughs> no, this is this was my right-hand woman in the order. Oh. Shock just waves and smiles at Misha. <laughs> Misha waves with the hat already in their head. <laughs> oh, no, Misha, don't put it on your head. No, these are the artifacts. What do they do? But Paloma also sees this as well. And what's she up to? (laughs) Oh, Paloma's gonna go look at the coat at least, hold it in her hands, ruffle the bit on the end that's real puffy and white, make it not white anymore. Stop! (laughs) The desecration of the artifacts. (laughs) (laughs) It probably washes out. (laughs) (laughs) Do we know for certain that this is the artifact? We've reached the center, but does this truly have the power to grant us anything we want? I don't know. Misha. Yes? What do you want? Um, 
Wait, 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 wait. No, no. There's always a catch. Forget I said that. Take it off. She's right. Oh, okay. I guess I will put it back. I, I am before putting it back, which I will say, I just wish everybody would, would be able to get an artifact for themselves. Oh, no! <laughs> and suddenly, everyone has an artifact in their hands. Maybe get, like, explicitly like a hat, like an artifact hat for themselves. <laughs> yes, everyone gets a hat. Um, are they are they all Santa hats or are we ha- do we uh, have different hats now? Hanino, Paloma, and uh, Abstemius all get Santa hats. Everyone else gets elf hats with the little ears. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, <laughs> okay. So that's happened. So we know it's the artifact. I it, this is what I would do with it if you if you gave it to me and we discovered that it was a, a genuine artifact, which we kind of just did, I will bring it to the church where everybody can see it and everybody can know about it. Or you could just talk about it. Paloma's going to look at her hat and she's going to say, I wish that Pope of Stemius had a heart. You would, Paloma! <laughs> Does a like an actual heart fall from the sky at this moment? Oh, uh, no, he gets a, he gets a little candy heart. Oh. Oh, one uh, of those. And the, just all of them have an emotion on it. So there's one for happy, sad. Which one did I get? <laughs> uh, you got a you got a handful of them. Okay, uh, I will eat it. This is not making anything happen. He's very stressed out right now that, you know, this artifact is right in front of him and he's not being aggressive about it because that's totally against what he wants. But he's wait, like, wait, 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 wait. What are you what are you talking about? The artifacts right there on Misha has it? Yeah, I put it back into the wherever it was. Oh no, no, Misha, that oh. hat just disappeared. Oh no! You know, come to think of it, the code isn't there either. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, Bree and Fry, you each get a GM intrusion. Who do you want to give your other point to? Um, I'm going to give mine to Hanino. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hanino has a point. Um, I'm I'm gonna give mine to Ellie for for trying to stay level headed. <laughs> trying. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, they're both gone. They ruined everything, guys. I'm sorry. I am dead inside. <laughs> Ellie's gonna say, well, probably for the best. Let's get out of here. Now hang on a sec. Paloma made a wish and it happened based on I guess the hat that's on her head now. You have one too. Yeah. Yeah, I do, but so does everybody else. So I don't know. I wanna like test it and make sure that that's going to happen again. Well, what do you want? And suddenly you see wearing his little adorable Jetco vest, because he's a Jetco representative, (laughs) but also wearing the coat and the Santa's hat. You see the little happy smiling face of Eusebius. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Oh! I didn't... I'm so glad you are okay. We were, we remembered that what happened to you. And Eusebius seems to almost ignore you and continues talking to Abstemius. Okay. Is it possible you don't know what you want? No, I know what I want. I would like those artifacts for the Order. Of course, for the Order. Well, they'll just sit there and do nothing. Meanwhile, imagine what Jetco can do with it. Oh, and no. suddenly, Why did we trust you again? He starts to grow taller and wider to fill out oh, no. the uh, coat. And shock, your voice gets higher pitched as you're like, Why did we trust you again? And everyone who's wearing the elf hat, including Ness, 
notices the elf ears start to extend down over the rest of their body as they shrink smaller and smaller. Oh, no! All of you are now about the size of tiny Keebler elves. They People who have them or people who are wearing them? People who have them. I'm not going to let you get out of this, Emily. I was just asking because Ellie's definitely not wearing hers and you said (laughs) wearing. Ellie's would be on top of the big hat, wouldn't it? (laughs) She's not desecrating her beautiful, precious hat with that trash. I'm going to say, actually, Ellie, it is everyone wearing it. And you had been like, oh, well, at least mine isn't on. And suddenly it's on anyway. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> oh. And so now all of you shrink down to about the size of tiny Keebler elves. And in the upcoming thing, you can all act as a group for one action. Meanwhile, Eusebius continues. Jetco has all the objects that all the people in the world want. And now we can make them without having to worry about pesky workers and pesky worker rights. We can make anything we ever want, everything in the world. And his voice gets even deeper. This artifact no longer belongs to the order of truth. It belongs to Jetco, co, co. Guys, we have to take him out. Yeah, we gotta stop this. And it's time for everyone. Sorry, not everyone. Abstemious and Paloma, it's time for you two to roll initiative. Initiative? We are not strong. Not strong. I got a 14. 19. (laughs) And then the quest friends, one of you can roll for the group. Who wants to roll? Ari. Not me, Ari. Ari. Give it Ari. Ari. Oh, man, the pressure is on. Uh, a 10. Eh. Better than probably what Hallie would have rolled. No offense. We all know this. This isn't defend me anymore. I mean, we never we never know. I usually don't roll as well on, like, special campaigns. That's how statistics work. <laughs> all right. So, Paloma, you are up first. You have noticed that uh, Santa Eusebius, as he shall now be called. Father Eusebius. Father Eusebius. Father, this is the worst case scenario. Has, has now uh, taken up the artifact and looks like he might be getting... A little aggressive. Um, I I guess I'm just gonna blast him with my void matter blast. All right, how does the void matter blast work? It just says you can unleash a blast of void matter at a target within short range at will. It inflicts three points of damage and ignores armor. Ooh. All right, give me a roll for that. Do you want to put any effort into it? Oh, God. Yeah, let's do like an effort. Oh, Jesus, I rolled a three. so describe how that void magic comes out and then i'll describe where it ends well she's wearing a bunch of like really ratty robes so she's sort of like it's belly o'clock and care bear stares at him (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) it misses I don't know what else to say besides it misses. <laughs> Abstemious. Hmm. It is your turn. Okay, so what I'd like to do is yell at Hanino to go, like to, to get at the big Santa and then energize my skin. Okay, 
Okay, what does energizing your skin look like? You convert a thin outer layer of your skin into a glowing shield of energy that gives you plus one armor for up to one hour until you dismiss the effect and convert the shield back to your outer layer of skin, or until you choose to release the charge using one of your other abilities. Okay. So you can do that and roll to see, uh, you're just going to send this, this Burbafant at Father Eusebius. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, charge! Because he knows what's up. He knows what's up. Give me a roll for him. Twelve. Twelve. He knows what's up. And he hits our good friend Father Eusebius square in his face. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he hits him. He hits him. And uh, Eusebius is just like, Mah! It's like a sock filled with quarters. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I think you all need a gentle, calming rock. And he's going to shoot out two rocking chairs at Abstemius and Paloma, and I need you both to roll defense. Okay. All right, I rolled a 15. Okay. Oh, I rolled a 20 now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Paloma dodges handily, but Abstemius avoids so well that he gets a major effect, so something good happens. Mm. What's your good thing that happens? Can... Can he, can we take advantage of that and give Hanino another hit? Yeah. Yeah, you dodge so deftly and Hanino dodges so well that he whips around 360 and hits his trunk in uh, <laughs> Father Eusebius's face again. Go, Hanino! <laughs> nice. Meanwhile, the quest friends, you are now, uh, I'm going to count Misha's scarf as sentient, so you are now six little elves. Aww. Actually, no, uh, Misha, I'm going to say the scarf is sentient, but it's just still a tiny scarf now around tiny oh, elf Misha. So small, Eddie scarf. So you are now five tiny elves. What are you up to? <laughs> so my my plan, should we choose to accept it, is that we like stack ourselves up to lift Misha in the air and then Misha flings Ellie at Eusebius. <gasps> I have a fling <gasps> ability that I haven't used. Yes. I have to point out this would necessitate shock and hop the people with the least strength values being (laughs) on the bottom of that pyramid. (laughs) Let's do this! (laughs) Okay, so how this works is all four of you are going to roll and I will take the second highest roll. Oof. The second second highest, highest, you monster. Oof. (laughs) Eleven. Thirteen. And eighteen. Pray. Oh! The saints of the order of truth are with you. <laughs> so uh, I want you to just just describe to me how you're throwing tiny Keebler elf Ellie at. Yeah, what are we throwing Ellie at? Like at Eusebius, just yeah. flinging Ellie as a projectile, claws out. And this, I just wanted to like justify a reason for us all to be involved. My idea is that Hopper's on the bottom with shock on his shoulders, Misha on shock's shoulders. Who's been using the added height to fling Ellie farther at Eusebius? Yes, because I have an ability called fling, so I guess I'm also, even though this is a group attack, I'm using that. Yep. Yeah, and also Ness is there as well. Ness is hanging out. He's like um, backing up and like, um, you're good, you're good, the way you do when you parallel park. Ness is spotting for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically I'm gonna say that, like, this is the thing that Misha and Ellie have, like, practiced intermittently, like, during their free time. So they, like, know what's up. They just haven't been able to use it yet. And, yeah, so, like, they are going to look at Ellie, and they want, like, maybe, like, have, like, an eye contact moment, like, alright, this is our time. And those uh, so are just going to go, and, like, just go and, like, do this, like, kind of give us, like, a baseball thing with Ellie on their back, and, like, just 
Make a like dramatic close up to like their eyes. It just hits Eusebius in the face and it's like <laughs> Excellent. So good news. It clocks him for four points of damage. Yeah. All my attacks deal an additional point of damage, by the way. Okay, it de- deals an additional. Five points. It deals five points of damage. Bad news. Those four points of damage are also dealt to Ellie. And normally, Ellie has four armor, but she's a tiny Keebler elf. This is just revenge because you never get to hurt me. This and, is, you're really excited about And not this. only are tiny Keebler elves don't have armor, they're also very low health. What? So Keebler Ellie hits the sky and then just suddenly flops on her no! back on the ground, oh, no. unconscious. Oh, no! No! No, no, no! That's no, it's also in character. Shit. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Ellie. So Keebler Ellie is out of commission. <laughs> Ellie, please. Get up, Ellie. Paloma, what are you up to? Well, great. Paloma was going to attack the Santa, but since there's an elf down, elf down, she's going to go over and maybe try to pour some hot chocolate in Ellie's mouth. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now you get it. <laughs> no. Oh, that's that's weird. She wakes up. Oh my god. <laughs> is it a Christmas miracle? Abstemious, it is your turn. Okay, now I'm so mad. So I am going to release my energy blast, but I'm going to direct it at Giant Santa, even though that's not who I'm mad at. <laughs> okay, release energy blast. If you have energized your skin using energy skin, you can release that energy in a blast that strikes a single foe within long range for five points of damage. However, you suffer one point of damage as you lose part of your mass. I lose part of my body. What part of your body are you losing? The glow stick? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as a Pope, he really doesn't need it. So (laughs) I'm thinking like a pinky finger. Okay. I'm going to say since you made that sacrifice, uh, give me a roll. No, give me still give me a roll. Okay. Oh, 20. Oh, my God. I never roll like this. How do you want to vaporize Father Eusebius? How do you want to vaporize Father Eusebius? Oh, okay. Well, when the energy blast comes, it, like, comes from his whole being. So it starts off as, like, an abstemious-shaped glow just headed directly at him. And then as it hits him, probably in the legs, because he's giant, it'll just, like, explode upwards. All the way up. It explodes up bit by bit by bit. Yeah. It goes up his feet, up his legs, up his arms. Up his coat. This is really unsettling description. Up his coat. Up his hat. <laughs> oh no! And you everything. The artifact too. Hat and coat and all. For the best. Is gone. <sighs> yeah. For the best. But he hurt somebody, so like. Yeah. Speaking of, how's everyone responding to uh, waking up Keebler Elf Ellie? You're all. You're still Keebler Elves, by the way. Oh, are we stuck like this? Oh. oh. No. <laughs> well, how does everybody feel about giant spiders now? <laughs> well, I mean, we're not that small. They're just like hand-sized to us now. I mean, Shock right now is just concerned about Ellie because we're just shocked that anything could hurt Ellie. Yeah. Can I? Because I still, I assume we still have our Santa and elf hats, right? Uh, the elf hat and your, uh, yeah. Okay, my Santa hat, my one artifact. Can I use it? To see if I can... I wish they would go back to the way they were before they were elves. (laughs) 
Yes, but before you do that, you realize that um that if you do that, the hat will disappear. It is yeah. not a cipher. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I sacrifice it for that. Everyone turns back to normal. Paloma's pushed back a little bit as Ellie just expands and just <laughs> kicks Paloma, who is next to her, just kicks her back five feet. That's fine, I'm spry. That was a bonus point of joy for her. And then in a similar glow of light, they all disappear. And as that happens, the ice starts to crack and bits and pieces start falling off and your part of the ocean starts sinking lower and lower. Well, okay. <laughs> and you know, it's too small to ride. <laughs> um, do you have a thing? I don't think I have a thing. You do have a hat. I do have a hat, but I wished, I wish for hearts. <laughs> oh. Because she's a dick. Wait, Hanino has a hat. Hanino was described specifically as having a hat. Uh, Hanino has, Hanino has a hat. <laughs> do I have to roll to see if he understands what he needs to do here? Um. <laughs> he loves me. Yeah, give me a roll for that. Okay. And it's an eight. Ooh. Hanino understands. Oh. But Hanino looks sad. Mm. And he keeps flying from your head to Paloma's head and just sits there in the middle and is looking at you and looking at Paloma. Take us both, Hanino! <laughs> Hanino can't. Uh, Hanino could only take one. Oh what the no. fuck? What is this? Okay, well, yeah. Okay, mm. well, she's more fragile than I am and I don't want her dead. So, Hanino, do your thing. Don't drown. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to, thank you. Have some crystals. <laughs> I will not take the crystals. Hanino, um, Hanino wraps himself around uh, Paloma, and in a flash of light, a flash of confetti, they disappear, and they're on the edge of the cliff, right above where your section is sinking into the ground. Here I go. <laughs> um, can I, can I try climbing? I'm, I'm strong. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there something to climb? Yeah, give me a roll to climb. Okay, this is a might roll or something? Yeah. Mm, can I expend my experience point to help me with this somehow? Ah. Yes. Okay. How do you want your experience to help you? Shit, I should have used Hanino's experience point so that he could take us both. <laughs> ah, no. It's too late now. Okay, here we go. I am going to climb. Oh, and it's a natural one. Hmm. <laughs> You start climbing up and you slip and you slip and you fall on your back and there's just a small crack ah. as you get just a little hint in your back <laughs> and you can't get back up again. Can I, sorry for interrupting. No, go ahead. Um, can I use my XP and my hedge magic to make some real rickety stairs? <laughs> I can't get up. Did you break your back? Potentially, I am an old man. I'm over 100 years old. You're right. Let's try and make a rope ladder, particularly one that may fit inside an Altoid box. It's in an Altoid box. How big is this thing? It's gonna like... No, it's 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 big enough to climb. It's just small enough to fold up into an Altoid tin when you are done with it. Okay, I'm gonna like stick my arm, like my torso and my arms like inside the rung. So, you know, as it sinks, at least I'll just be hanging there. Hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send Panino for help. I need some adult here adults. Some strong people. <laughs> Paloma is not an adulty adult. 
All right. So you send off Hanino as you're sitting there up top and Abstemius is just kind of dangling <laughs> above the frozen sea. And for the first time this whole adventure, you two have the opportunity to talk. <laughs> yeah, this is a good place to talk. Yelling across a chasm. Okay. Are you going to start? No. <laughs> no, you're just going to sit there? Well, at least I'm not drowning. It's good that you're not drowning. What would happen to the order? How does that make you feel? You drowning? <laughs> yeah. I would miss you. Would you? I mean, you've been working against me for like a year and a half now. No, I'm not actively against you. You just don't want to embrace the feelings. Paloma, I'm gonna wiggle myself out of this and throw <laughs> myself in the sea. You've been working against everything I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to bring learning to the world. But can't you learn with compassion? Isn't that the whole point of like being against the crusading and people dying thing? A little, but you're kind of a stick in the mud. I could probably acknowledge that about myself as I'm hanging off a cliff. I suppose I could open up a little bit more. It may help. You're so cold and distant. Well, that hurts. Well, good, you're having feelings. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a lot of feelings right now as I dangle off this <laughs> cliff. <laughs> what are we going to do about this? Because you can't keep working against me. I can make some concessions. Can we not just make you... Uh, sisters of the fields <laughs> convent that might be nice uh, we don't we're not real good at staying in one place but I suppose if you gave us a hub yeah we could come back to you could be the traveling sisters of the fields you know traveling preachers are, are our biggest bet at outreach <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what Misha could be I guess if they would like to be a preacher of the fields uh, is this really time to come up with a business contract, though. This is not a business contract! I am hanging and nothing is <laughs> happening! What do you want me to do? I'm waiting for people to help. And meanwhile, we see Hanino fly off to a small observatory at the end of the workshop. You're all standing at the window at the edge of the workshop, looking down at everyone else. You're standing behind a desk labeled Mr. Klaus. And Hanino flies up to you and flies into particular to the man standing between all of you, Eusebius, who is still wearing his large coat and his hat. And he looks at Hanino and he just uh, waves, we'll come get them in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns over to you and says, I'll be honest, the hat could never give you what you they wanted. But what I tried to do was give them what they needed. And it might seem odd that dangling over a cliff, yelling about this and that might be what they need. But in all my billion years around, people can be odd like that. <laughs> Get it? It's the Santa laugh all along. I really. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> So the coat was a lie, a small fib at least, any powers it possessed had long, long since ceased. But that didn't matter, for tonight it had done, the thing months of conflict had tried to outrun. The Pope and Paloma, so convinced they were bitter, found deep in their hearts something starting to flitter. They had changed, they had grown, 
There was no reason to continue alone. It had been months since the two had changed in their ways. But for tonight, and many nights since, the Pope and Paloma sat together and celebrated the Happy Holidays. Now, I have to ask you a question about both of these individuals. First, Pope Abstemius. Is he papally enough? Is he a pizzazzy enough? Is he worthy of an upload to the data sphere enough for a papal bull? Mm, you know, I don't... He tried really hard. He tried but so like, hard. I don't know if his, like, views and all this forced sainthood is really what the church needed. It was a super aggressive approach, but I will definitely give him some credit for being prepared to sacrifice himself to save people. That was a pretty heroic move. I mean, I'm on the fence about it, so how do you feel? Well, do you want to roll for it? We can give him divine intervention. Let's have a look. All right. All right. I'm using, I don't even know. It looks like SpongeBob, this dice. Okay. It's my least favorite dice in the entire world. Is it yellow? Is it, it goldy? It is yellow. Perfect. Like his glow. Let's see what the gods have to say. Uh, he has rolled a 13. So he gets it! Congratulations! Pope Abstemius, you are worthy of a papal bull. And now, Mama Paloma, I have to ask you, is she Pope? Or nope? Oh, you know... That's a hard call. I mean, she she's a wingnut who wants you to steam your genitals. She does. You know. But when you're up against Abstemius, who's also got some very radical views. Yeah, it's it's a question about radicalness. Do we think that feelings were what the church needed? I mean, maybe if there was a somewhere in the middle. And she did she did come around a little bit at the end, so maybe maybe we give her a pope for her development along the way? Do you want to give it to her? Do we need to roll for her too? We also need to roll. <laughs> okay, so pick a wild dice. Pick something so wild. You're right. Something You're right. super wild. Hippie rainbow something. Hippie rainbow dice. Oh yep. gosh, dice. Come bag. Come here, bag of dice. I know the jumping spider isn't in here today because he was on the couch bothering me. Oh my god, why don't you just take him out of your house? Because he lives here and eats the things that I don't like. Oh my gosh. Mm, I guess giant butterfly dice will have to do. That's perfect. That sounds just about right. Alright, we have gotten a 19. Oh, so she definitely, definitely gets a Pope status. Congratulations, Mama Paloma. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. We are Pontifax, the papal history podcast, ranking all of the popes from Peter to Francis. You can find us at pontifax.podbean.com. Our podcast is available on all podcatchers, so pick your favorite. Get us up on there in your listening ears. For sure. You can also find us at PontifaxPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.
The- yes, I will contrive events such that everyone gets along. <laughs> all part of my master plan. He's a Hallmark Santa. Yep. It's a Hallmark Santa. Well, I mean, it's not a true Hallmark Santa unless Santa's killed someone mysteriously. <laughs> How do we know this one hasn't? He's letting someone dangle off a cliff with a broken back. That's reasonable. <laughs>